0: Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Makers and Mystics podcast. I'm your host, Steven Roach, and in today's episode, I have the honor of introducing you to the winner of the third annual Bright Wings Poetry Contest. If you've followed the podcast for some time, you'll recall a few months ago, we joined forces with our friends at Ecstasis Magazine to host the poetry contest. We were honored to have writers Rachel Marie Kung, Ryan Diaz, and Paul J. Pastor to serve as judges for this year's contest. After sifting through hundreds of submissions, our panel chose Tamil Indian Australian writer, Jerry Jones Sparks, as this year's winner. Jerry's writing, as you'll hear in this episode, is a beautiful blend of ethereal metaphor and grounded realism. If you'd like to read along with Jerry as she shares her poem, be sure to see the show notes of this episode for a link to the transcript. You can also read Jerry's poem along with a poem from runner-up Grace Shaw in the Ecstasis Magazine Winter Collection released in February, 2023. Thank you for listening. This is my interview with Brightwing's poetry winner, Jerry Jones Sparks. Jerry, welcome to the Makers and Mystics podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show today, my friend.
1: Well, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And congratulations on being the 2022 Bright Wings Poetry Contest winner.
1: I know. What a wonderful surprise. I was quite uh, shocked. (laughs) Uh, I don't usually um, share my poetry. A nice
0: surprise. Yes, well, you know, this year, we had over 314 poets enter, which came out to, gosh, close to 900 poems, I think, that yeah. we went through. And so it's not a small thing that your poem continued to come to the surface over and over again with all of the judges, yeah. Connor from Extasis, myself, everybody really resonated with this poem. And, you know, the other thing about this is that there were so many incredible poets who entered the contest this year. And you know that's not always the case, but this year we just had an exceptional amount of very wonderful poets. There were several others that came really close and everybody did a great job, but I'm so excited that your poem was chosen because it was one of my favorites. And so here we are today. Thanks and congratulations. Thank you. Well, I'd love to start by asking you to share with our audience a bit about your history as a writer. How did you grow into the poet that you are? Tell us all the things.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, You might be able to hear from my accent. I am an Australian. I'm an Indian Australian. Uh, My family moved to Australia when I was four. Um, And I've always been an expressive little kid. I've always been writing or doing some kind of art. Um, but I really got started writing with my therapist maybe about 10 years ago. Um, She told me to journal and I wasn't quite brave enough to do the whole unfiltered process thoughts that some people can do and I found that writing in, in prose was the most helpful thing and sometimes it would come out looking like poetry. So yeah, it's just a I guess, to process my life, my thoughts, the world around me. Um, And I'm always writing, yeah. I love to read and write and consume all kinds of art.
0: One question that comes to mind is just the beauty of the heritage of growing up in India, but then also the experience of living in Australia. I'd be curious to know how... India and Australia impact you as a creative thinker and as a writer? How do those two cultures play out in the creative for you?
1: I was talking to my cousin about this. I've just returned from a visit to India after a while after that COVID break, which is wonderful. Uh, I think maybe lots of migrant kids can relate to this. I speak Tamil and I speak English, um, but I think language I often use as a metaphor for being able to kind of converse in both cultures too. Um, so I think I can, yeah, I, I feel at home in Australia and in India. Um, some people, you know, feel differently about that, but I feel a hundred percent at home in both places. I feel like I can speak both languages fluently um, if that's a good way to say it. So I think maybe my, my range of expression the way I think um, maybe has a different uh, range there that other people might have. Like maybe I'm thinking in different cultural terms and concepts. I don't know. I I felt that this time um, after I'm in India for a few days, it's almost like my brain switches. Um, I start thinking in Tamil and I start, I I almost like have this separate brain (laughs) uh, that kind of comes alive and usually they're, they're more integrated.
0: Well, I also know that a large part of your creative process is your faith or your spiritual path. I'd love to know how some of the deeper things of life make their way into your art, how those worlds intersect for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have the privilege of being a pastor in my everyday job, and uh, I think again and again I see God working redemption and healing in people. I get a front row seat to that. It's the best job in the world. Um, I I think that's just amazing. So that's always inspiring me too to write because not only do I see God's work in my own life, but I see it in the lives of people around me uh i sometimes i call myself a creation don't hate creation it's very important and
0: you know say that say that one more time a
1: creation hater i say it as a joke um but i i'm not (laughs) someone who like goes into nature or spends time with animals and thinks wow god's amazing it's not my thing it does not do it for me um Creation care is incredibly important, but that's more a conviction than like a passion that comes out from me. Uh but when I engage with art or write art, see good art, that makes me worship So yeah, art is a form of worship for me and I think uh the most uh maybe intimate's the right word, the most intimate space I have in my life to connect with God and that's
0: why I love it. Yes. Well, the poem of yours that won the contest is titled January Born. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this poem. I know it's I know when people ask me what is your poem about, I kind of roll my eyes and I'm kind of like, oh god, <laughs> do I actually have to dissect this beautiful thing and make it rational, you know, do I do I really have to do this? But at risk of making you roll your eyes, tell us a little about January born and where it came from and what it means to you.
1: Yeah, it, well, it's about healing and you may hear this in the poem, but there's a lot of seasonal stuff happening. And I wasn't quite sure that if that would land because you might know Australia's on the opposite end of the world. So January is not only when our new year starts, but it's peak summer. Um, So, and spring is kind of September November time and that's a season of my life. the last six seven years that I always notice God doing some kind of healing or redemption or growth in my life it's it's not it's not uncanny. I'm often praying at, at those times for God to show me um, you know what He wants to do in my life and if there are blind spots that I'm missing or what he wants the new year to look like for me. So I'm often seeking God's face at that time. And he always answers. It's a prayer he always loves to answer, which is, yeah, mind-blowing every time. I'm always surprised. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you'll, you'll see those things in there. It's about my family and my sense of self and my childhood and a dozen other things.
0: Yeah. Well, with that said, I'd love it if you would read January Born for our listeners.
1: So I'd love to.
2: I'm homesick for the ancient ritual, to slide an X under a plump cluster of jasmine blossoms with hairpins and make a crescent on my crown, inhaling mulliger fragrance melding with coconut oiled black hair. But I don't stumble upon the kinds of markets in Sydney where I can bargain a cheeky price for the delicately woven jasmine needles of my favourite Decembers. And anyway, my hair is cut pixie now, adjusted for all the strands my scalp lost. Alopecia, long-term stress absorbed too long to bear. A brief luxury, blossoms in cotton knots. My childhood smells like stars. Jasmine and anise, mixed in with everything in the aluminium spice dupper. I drive away in my car from that childhood home with clothes that hold the aroma from stovetop sizzled masalas within their fibres. The same way the muggy mess I absorbed holds within my own. Tethered to lavish love that I want to cherish and hold on for dear ones. After all, I am January born. I don't mind muggy days. But I've fallen in love with spring. Every September sacred since, I understood it's when he puts on rubber gloves for a deep cleaning. The season we feel most hopeful and ready, the most unclutching. I feel him warming my goosebump skin when I ask him questions that I'm scared for him to answer. A reassuring touch like when my GP lay her brown hand on mine. We will find you the help you need. Together, she answers so kindly, her eyes crinkling and sure. He, divine, washes my clothes by the springs, wide-eyed when I notice what he is doing for me. Slowly, we peer inside the amber bottle I'm gripping. We sigh. It becomes clear that soured milk doesn't belong here. We distinguish between heart notes and bass. Filter out unclarified clumps before you bottle the ghee. After all, I am January born. Let it be new again. But everything is becoming lighter this November. I walk onto the church grounds and see the garden bed in overflow. Star jasmine pouring over the brim like tears. It was barren last year. But these suckers are so tough, they grow back even when trampled, the gardener delights. They smell wild, fresh and insistent, familiar and bold, like hearing my mother tongue spoken on the train, where I didn't expect to stumble upon something so glorious. A garland garden, now sprung up from the giver.
0: So oh, good. Of course, it's even better hearing it read from the author herself. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put a link to the written poem in the show notes of this episode so everyone can get a copy of this and read along with you. And you'll notice I'm looking at it here. You have some of your native language mixed into the poem, and I think that's beautiful. What is the word that you, that you wrote here?
1: Uh, it's pronounced maliga, uh, which means jasmine. Gotcha. And it's one of those, like, uh, Tamil's an ancient language that has evolved over time, but it has one of those consonants that's super pure and ancient. It's a l- sound. You kind of pronounce at the back of your mouth like la. And whenever I hear people speaking Tamil with that consonant, it really takes me back to the the depth of the heritage.
0: Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. I have to say one of my favorite lines from the whole poem is, my childhood smells like stars. Come on. (laughs) When I read that line, I was like, this one.
1: (laughs) That's the first one that came to me, actually. Came to me while I was driving. Yep. Um a lot of this poem just like poured out of me and I just had to write it.
0: Isn't it funny how they always come at the most inopportune times? You said yeah. it came to you when you're driving.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't the muses know that we need to be stationary <laughs> when inspiration hits?
1: <laughs> yeah, I it just I, I've been thinking about that last paragraph was the initial prompt that got me thinking uh it's pretty literal i walked onto the church grounds one day and this garden that, that had been buried had all this jasmine flowing out of it. It made me weep um it made me think about india and my child with jasmine um so that got me thinking and as i drove and that that line popped into my head and i couldn't unhear it mm-hmm.
0: the poem chased you down yeah Well, Jerry, thank you for sharing that beautiful poem. Thank you for spending this time with us on Makers and Mystics. And I look forward to seeing what's next for you. And I'm a fan of your work. So keep writing. The world needs it.
1: Thanks so much. I'm a fan of yours.
0: Thank you for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Makers and Mystics and see the show notes of this episode for links on how to join our creative collective. We'll see you again soon as we begin season 11 on the show, and until then, keep creating. The world needs your art.